Welcome into another episode of the Digital Dispatch Podcast. I'm your host, Blythe Brimleaf, and since July, I've been planning a road series to conduct interviews with everyone from executives to creators within the logistics industry. It's been a chance for me to move those digital first conversations that I've been doing over the last year and cultivate those lessons learned in the digital first environment to an in-person conversational environment. And the difference between the two has been dramatic. As sort of a peek behind my content creation workflow, I typically over-prepare, like by a lot. But what I quickly learned during this process is that interviews don't need to be as structured when you're sitting face-to-face with someone and simply having a conversation. All of this to say that conversations like what you're about to hear in this episode are as genuine as they come. No questions were off limits and no scripts were read. Just people within the freight world sharing their experiences that hopefully you can pull a little insight from and apply it to your business. In this episode, we've got a panel discussion on what makes for a successful freight agent. This conversation was recorded while up in Charlotte attending the annual agent conference hosted by Armstrong Transport Group. Three agents, Tony Orton, Pamela Mitchell, and Rod Clark, all joined the show to talk about what they looked for when looking for a freight agent partner, where they struggle with the most, and how future agents can vet their next partner. Hope y'all enjoy. All right, well, welcome into another edition of Cyberly Hits the Road. I'm your host, Blythe Brumley, owner of Digital Dispatch, and today we have a very special panel with us. Uh, we were located in Charlotte, North Carolina right now for the annual agent conference for Armstrong Transport Group, and these are a few of their diamond elite agents. Is that the right terminology? Did I, I say that yeah, right? I, I believe so, yes. <laughs> Could you go ahead and introduce <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm sure maybe all of us have been called some, some better or worse names in the past. But uh, go ahead and introduce yourself, uh, the name of your company, and, and how long you've been in business. Um, I, my name's Rod Clark. Uh, the name of my company is RC Trans. Uh, I've been doing uh, transportation brokering for over 10 years now, and uh, been with Armstrong for roughly six of those, seven of those years. So, nice. Yeah. Uh, Pamela Mitchell, PLM Logistics, and I've been in the freight business since 1997. So I think that gives me about 24 years, and I've been with Armstrong for six years. Awesome. My name is Tony Orton, uh, and I'm with Avalon Transport. I started my career right after Y2K in 2000, and I waited it out before I jumped into this. And uh, about four years ago, uh, we joined or started uh, with the, with the uh, Armstrong. And so when you, I'll start with you first, whenever you're making that decision to join an, an agent program, what kind of decision process does that look like? Are, are you looking for specific things, uh, pros, cons? Of course, probably the top of the list is you look at what the commission levels are. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what mm-hmm. you pay is, uh, support staff and all of that's behind the scenes is important. Um, but one of the big factors and actually, um, uh, I weighed three or four different companies and it narrowed it down to, to two. And actually, I chose to go with uh, Network FOB at the time. And uh, I was with them for three years and then they went bankrupt. All right. So it was devastating because, you know, here we are just starting out from nothing. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, uh, part of the reason we chose to go with Network FOB is they had a better software at TMS program. And they said they're just getting ready to launch a new, okay, a new software mm-hmm. is coming out. That never occurred the whole time we're 
with it. And uh, Armstrong was very close second, but it was the TMS that we chose to go with the with that will be. Hmm. And so that was a, a big factor. How quickly to pay and, and, and mm -hmm. the support back office support was good. And in that, I actually did interview other agents that were with Network FOB and Armstrong because that's really, you want to wait in on what the actual agent's uh, experiences are. And, and, and Pamela, I see you, you shaking your head because you have sort of a similar history, right? I do. So um, I signed on with uh, Network FOB as well. And I was with them for six years. Mm -hmm. And I chose to go with them because of also their ease, their easy use of their system, um, the background, the TMS, um, the, the support that you felt uh, like initially and the communication that I had with other FOB agents that really promoted, promoted their program. Um, and it was great for a while, you know, it just, there was a lot of, empty promises mm -hmm. and eventually, you know, they, they filed bankruptcy and went out of business. Mm, that's unfortunate to hear. Yeah. But I mean, obviously you chose Armstrong maybe oh. because of the technology and because of those yes. communications. Yeah. And you know, I, I really probably should have given Armstrong more of a, a look at before I chose to go with FOB because um, their system is really easy to use and their support on all levels is like, was so much better. You know, their person to person, availability you know the the fact that if i needed something they were they jumped on it they were right there and who, who did you talk to was it uh, thomas um it was tom and lauren and, and lauren? chris cobb they all three came okay. up to see me actually and uh, met me for for lunch and talked to me about their program and i was just kind of unsure you know it's scary to leave hmm. it's it's really scary right. to leave your safe environment and try to get your customers to transition over to a new company um you know so you weigh your options and you take your chance, but you know, I wish, I wish that I would have just gone with our song for sure. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and what about you? It was sort of similar. I was with a company that's still there and great company. I enjoyed working with them. Um, but we did an outside agent program. Then the state of Oregon came in and said, no, you guys aren't really independent contractors. And so they mm -hmm. had no place to really bring us back into the office. And we had to maintain an outside office and the commission structure was not beneficial to us being able to do both. <laughs> so at that point I started looking around and I, I mean, you get on internet truck stop or DAT and there's always the little header on the front, you know, it's like all these different agencies. So I started looking around and I, I pulled up like 15 of them and then started making the calls and going, going through each one of them. I got it down to about three and the one that kept on coming back and I had a lot of them calling me after I made that initial contact, hey, have you made a decision yet? Do you want to come with us? Come on board. I'm like, uh, hold on, slow down. And so there was like some high pressure on some of this stuff. Mm -hmm. And uh, every time I came back to um, Armstrong and talked with Tom, uh, Thomas, and, uh, you know, he was just, just genuine, wasn't trying to push me, and answered all my questions, and just real good to work with. And I think that personal touch was the thing that really brought me in. But then also the back, the back room, you know, everybody behind the scenes, how they manage claims, you know, oh, the, yeah. all those things, you know, were really important to me. And then of course, you know, the the commission, you know, that was top of the list, you know, and so they paid seventy five percent. Some of the some of the places I talked to were like you could do eighty percent, but they didn't. You know, it was just some different things. Some about hidden it. costs, maybe. Hidden in there. costs, I think. Yeah, a little smoke and mirrors. And so, anyway, I was like, "Yeah, Armstrong's the one," and I'm I'm so 
thankful that I wound up with them. Yeah. And and between the three of you, why why choose to be an agent? Why why not just go it alone and and, and try that route? Why why choose to? I looked at it initially, and there was a seventy five thousand dollar bond, mm. and you know I pulled up an MC number, got on online, did the whole thing, and I was like, but the fact that I wouldn't have the backing. Mm-hmm. You know, and you have to have a presence in the market. And at least with Armstrong, it's like right now they're kind of an 800-pound gorilla. You know, when, when a carrier looks at how, how soon they get paid and, you know, like, oh, I've done work with you guys for five years. And they're like, they'll look at my load before they'll look at somebody that's not Absolutely. had that experience. Absolutely. So it really makes a big difference mm-hmm. for me, at least. Well, there's been countless times that my wife and I have had this conversation, you know, because we weighed into the F2. We do this, go out on our own. Yeah. We could do this. But from a previous company that before network of B, I was also um, in charge of claims. Okay, with claims, it's it's really yeah. quite ugly, and you can lose many customers on a single mm. crane, a driver making a bad mistake, and such. And so, we had some big customers that were lost due to claims. Mm-hmm. And I realized that, you know, you, it, it, since I've been on this side, you know, we have one customer that has eight hundred thousand dollar credit limit. Okay, and, and my wife and I, we go, oh man, can you imagine being on our own? Being able to carry that, mm. we'd have sleepless nights oh, yeah. wondering what would occur if one little claim or whatever thing, whatever mm. happened, COVID or whatever. Oh, yeah. Financial and break, they've yeah. always been generous in, in providing up in the credit limit. And I remember prior, smaller company, you know, it was like, mm. oh my gosh, I'm going to have to do my first born to get credit <laughs> increased. Right. Come on, I've got yeah. 10 loads here. I need credit. Well, you need to pay, they need to pay the back ones. Yeah, they're about, 28 days out, you know, yeah. Oh yeah. you know, yeah. beat them up for money. And for sure. we don't have any of that. So it's been really refreshing mm-hmm. to just keep on increasing credit limits. And, yeah. and if you were carrying all that yourself, there's a sure. level of, 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 of load of burden. Well, and the other thing about, you know, Armstrong at least is like, you know, I'll set a, a new customer and it's like, oh, we're kind of hesitant to give them a little, a little wiggle room on this, you know, payment up front or credit card or something like that. And it's nice to know that, you know, they're kind of looking over your shoulder as well, too, because, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, oh, I want to make money. You know, right. it's like, oh, right. yeah. you know, it, also, it would definitely, it would definitely cost you way more than the 20, 25% oh, yeah. to provide the attorney, oh, yeah. the carrier department, the claims department, mm-hmm. the customer service, the accounts receivable, everything that they do for me to hire people in my own office to do those jobs it would be a lot more than than what their take is. And all I have to focus on is doing the sales and booking the loads and the customer service for my for my customers. And I mean that's the key to having a growing your business and being a successful business is is those things. And I love that you brought that up because it brings me to my next question that obviously that with outsourcing essentially to to another company, they get to take care of all of the things that you don't want to do. So mm-hmm. now what do you what do you get to focus on that really lights up your day? Is it that customer service aspect? Mm-hmm. I mean I'm sure most of the customer service, maybe not all of it. <laughs> yeah. um, but what other things can you focus on in, in your day to day job now that yeah. that time is freed up? Like even the carrier relations, like building up the relationships with the carriers that I use on a regular basis, taking a little bit of, of more time to talk to them, finding out where they have trucks or where they're focusing their lanes so I can try to figure out how that's going to help me. Besides just having the free time to work with my customers, I also work that side of it as well. And it's, it's hugely beneficial when you go into truck crunches and there's no trucks available. You can call your carriers, text your carriers that do the loads for you regularly, and they're available. 
you know, you have that relationship on, on both, both sides. sides. I think it's like super important. Absolutely. Especially mm -hmm. from a relationship standpoint, are, are you guys finding that now with that freed up time that you two can, can also focus on that relationship building? Um, you know, it's, it's for me, at least, um, it's been an interesting year. Um, we've had a reduced, uh, availability. Uh, there's mm -hmm. less drivers. Um, things have kind of consolidated. There's a bottleneck of freight that's out there now. So that extra time is just, being used right now to try mm -hmm. to keep up and mm -hmm. you know keep keep the keep the wheels turning. So mm -hmm. and that's I think that that's an issue that most companies are, are facing right now. And it, it and because you brought up COVID, I, tell me a little bit about how you're operating your business today versus 12 months ago because I'm sure it's vastly different. Mm -hmm. Well, having an office space, uh, not all of us have office space, so I have to have office space, and, and so we were able to work in an office environment. We started in our home, and then we expanded to an office and with that uh it allowed us to work from homes and so you know everybody for the most part then you know you get cabin fever you want to get out of there and <laughs> wife said get out of here you know? well you work with all your family though too yeah, so I work with like, all my family oh my so gosh that, so. and so it's interesting because i brought uh, two, then three guys into my living room. You know, but yeah. I had my office and we kind of sprint on my wife. So oh, she really wanted day, you out. Enough is enough. <laughs> yeah. I want my house back. I want, I want you out of those pajamas. And, so, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and she should be here, but she's decided to stay home. But anyway, uh, with that being said, so it's changed a lot mm -hmm. from not being in our home and then moving into our office. But where the guys have the ability to work from home, that's a wonderful thing. And having... I think that's the beauty of this job overall is that you can, you know, um, work from remote. You can go mm -hmm. to Charlotte and, yeah. you know, I, I had to do that yesterday in Lauren's office. I sat there for two hours and did work, you know, but, yeah. you know, we do have that flexibility and it is nice to, you know, be able to do that kind of thing. So, and also, I think you guys are, a lot of y'all were booking freight during a lot of oh, the yeah. educational oh, yeah. <laughs> seminars oh, yeah. that were going on today. And so, so tell me a little bit about how you're balancing, uh, the continuing e education part versus the day-to-day -day business operations. Well, uh, okay, and, and and I think your guys' presentation when you were up here earlier was amazing because it is so true that it's it's not something I know how to do. I mean, it's just, it's not something I've had any real uh, interest or knowledge in how to promote my business or promote my image, my brand, mm -hmm. and it's, it's so true that that's the world we live in now. Mm -hmm. And so to have you guys say, hey, this is, this is something that works. This is going to be the future. And, you know, with Armstrong, you know, and the, the, the heavy push for technology, um, you know, those things are going to help us be better at what we do. And so, yeah, I got on LinkedIn and started doing stuff <laughs> just as I was sitting there listening to you guys. So, it was so, so you're, you're learning more about LinkedIn. And I love that you, that you tried mm -hmm. it, especially after our, after our talk with, with, with Chris Jolly on the stage and Brian yeah. Mann, who's the CEO of, of Armstrong. And so what, what about you two? What are you continuing education on? Or, or is it just in the, in the day to day business? Well, one of the things that touches on it, which I didn't answer that question as far as, um, you know, what does it add to, to us, you know, the specialty. Okay, if I was out on my own, and this is one more point on that, mm -hmm. is that to invest in technology and learning mm -hmm. that it's we have a people that are specialized in claims and, and marketing and, and all these things. And I even think of the company that I left that was with them for 15 years. They're not keeping up, and now they're becoming mm -hmm. really a smaller a smaller right. brokerage in light of. Mm -hmm. Of, of the companies that are investing in technology. Well, I, says Armstrong. I loved what, what Brian said. You know, he says, 
you know, I'm, I, I, you know, I'm doing well at what I do, but I hire people that are smarter than me. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes the whole thing. And that's that more valuable mm-hmm. than working out my, having my own gig yeah. that I can beat on my chest and say, this is mine. Yeah. But I still feel, I don't feel it's ours. It's mine, mm-hmm. my business. I have enough our latitude niche. to do our We're own thing. What we do. And, uh, yeah. and they leave us alone. You know, mm-hmm. uh, sometimes I, it, they, they do just a great job of staying in touch with us and providing the tools that we need. Mm-hmm. And we can, we can grasp what we want and use what they have available. And sometimes you do have to jump in there and get educated mm-hmm. on, on the technology. That well, and that's providing. what I'm looking forward to checking out is the, the platform where they're going to have the education tools. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that, uh, the training. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know the last guy that I brought in that I tried to get um, started off uh, under our, in our office, and he utilized a lot of that. So it was helpful to him, and I think they've kind of brought that into um, something that's more usable for us. So. What about the continuing education? Are you guys building that into your workflows now, or, or is it something that you, you, you come to some a, a conference like this, and that's where you learn? It does yes. give us motivation. Kind of. 100%. Yeah. Like Because I realized today, listening to the forum, that I was just like, I'm, I'm kind of stuck in my, in my way where I've built, I've built up the customers that I have and I'm maintaining it, but realizing that there's so much more out there that I could be doing to increase my volume. And, you know, because I'm uneducated about it and I don't really, I mean, I use it to the point, you know, that I know how to use it, but there's so much more available. And this, this, I mean, it will be a big tool for me to be able to like really learn and, promote myself, my business, what I can do for my customers, not just my current customers, but new ones mm-hmm. to be able to get my name out there and, and get, you know, get more Absolutely. business. And you're referring mm-hmm. to LinkedIn, right? Because I, I feel like that is the platform that either you are on it already and you are actively engaged or you're standing off and like, Ooh, is LinkedIn like yeah. really that? Is it really <laughs> going off like that? <laughs> I've been signed on it for, I can't even tell you probably since it started, yeah. but I thought it was more of like, you know, the only messages that I would get, I felt like were more for like dating people trying to to like, or, or other agents, like agent companies, like trying to pull you in. So I just ignored it. Right. And I don't really utilize it for, for all it could be used for. It's definitely gotten better. I think over the last year, I think that that's where, you know, sort of the, the logistics community, they, they lost a lot of those in-person conferences and LinkedIn became that catalyst for all these little groups to start popping up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Probably a bit of a catalyst. From COVID too, right? It became that platform where people met, and you know, because they weren't doing it face to face as much. Absolutely. Are you are you active on LinkedIn at all? No, but you will be. I'll be looking for you later this afternoon. Here's the advantage of having two young boys. Yeah. Okay. They're techie, and they're all into this. Very so, like, some of the things I divide and conquer. You know, this is what I'm good at, and this is what they're good at. And so I just say, here you go, run with it. And then I'll take this and, and take care of this part of the business. <laughs> I, I love it because we that's, yeah. that's where I got my start is that my boss at the time at a 3PL found out, you know, what I was doing on the side. And he said, well, why don't you do that for our company and put the, you know, the assistant in charge of, of doing all of those things. So I think that there's definitely some, some value in letting someone who is a little bit more, I guess, adaptable for mm-hmm. the new technology. Yeah. It's, um, it's one of those a new, uh, you know, trying out new things. They have the time for that. Right. You know, mm-hmm. most of us that are in a business. It's one of those things where it's like, do is this valuable or not? Eh, I'll, I'll move on to, to something else. But speaking of of in where you're going to invest your time, where do you see uh, how your business is going to evolve after? I, I wouldn't say after COVID because we're we're still kind of in it. But now that we kind of have a, I guess a steadier footing compared to a year <laughs> ago. 
Where do you see your business? I mean, obviously you're laughing, so there's a, yeah. that, that was way off on that question. <laughs> well, no, yeah. As long as I've been in trucking, there's no norm. There's no, like, it's, there's no like you know, it's always going to be like this. Um, and yes, this last year was a was a roller coaster ride. But um, you know, to to say what it's going to be in the future, well, you know, hopefully the bottleneck will kind of break loose, and we'll yeah. see more drivers get in the field, and yeah. you know, things will kind of go back to normal. But you know. Then Can fuel, you plan in advance at no, all? And how the far in fuel advance goes realistically? Up to $5 a gallon. All of a sudden, it's like, <laughs> yeah. okay, everything's out the window again. Yeah. Well, I mean, are you able to even set goals right now, or is it incredibly challenging, or you're, you're kind of just going through the motions until maybe things? Well, you, you learn, we learn, we all learn mm -hmm. what, what was essential and what was not essential in this world. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. and, and uh, we get hit pretty hard because our businesses that we were tied to were mostly non-essential items. And so mm -hmm. the rippling effect on that has still spilling plan out. That. Yeah, absolutely. And so then with that, on top of that, the, the impact on carriers, you know, the oh. dwindling effect on carriers and availability and capacity. And so when you find a truck and the rate is here where you've been accustomed to paying here, in order to stay in the game, you know, you have a sense of compassion, you know, or you've been charging a customer nine fifty, oh now gosh. you're quoting them seventeen fifty, and you feel like, man, to take, reduce some of the sting, yeah. I'm going I'm to reduce my margin, Absolutely. and because uh, they finally found a truck I'm willing to to cover for. But yeah, it's 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 this sense of I'm trying to hang on to all I can, but yeah. it, it's at a greater you know price point that uh, customers are having a hard time swallowing. Mm -hmm. yeah. So you're trying to maintain their trust in, in you and your pricing and what you're trying to accomplish. In this I think it's job. something that we've all kind of done is sort of given up a part of our piece to kind of for the greater good, to yeah. keep the freight moving, to keep the food moving, to keep the toilet paper moving. Mm -hmm. You know, we've all sort of had to evolve and it's, it's really a day to day. You just, I mean, you could wake up one day and it's just totally different than it was yesterday. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's volatile and it's the, the greed that we've seen has been, it's been difficult and it's hard to explain it to the, the end customer who's paying the bill. And you know how it's going to affect the consumers in the end when they're going to buy a gallon of milk for $10, Yeah, you know, and it's, it's, it's been, there is no way to really plan. And Time I think, yeah, I mean, in, in my 24 years in this business, I've, I've ridden the roller coaster quite a few times. I mean, there, there used to be a normal, a little bit of a normal, yeah, you know, so. spring and fall and winter. And, <laughs> you know, we, we took our vacations in the winter when it was slow right. and, you know, we knew what to expect in the spring and the summer. And, and right now it's just, it's really unpredictable. You take and, vacations? <laughs> over <laughs> Christmas, <laughs> over Christmas when there's like two, two days. Right, and five people in the office. Right. And so, okay, last question. If you were to advise, if somebody else was looking to become an agent, what would you tell them or would you do anything differently as, as a piece of advice to, to get them to become an agent? Ask agents. Many agents, many agents that work. Different, you know, mm -hmm. different companies mm -hmm. because they really give you some insight and ask some quick questions. Mm -hmm. How do you paid and some of the things that you go through. But you look at this COVID, one example, I have felt real confident that they are doing their analysis on credit checks. And so, yeah, mm -hmm. they reduced our credit and many of our customers, thankfully, uh, mm -hmm. because some of them, you know, some of them had to fold. And mm -hmm. I'm glad they were keeping 
yeah. paying attention One less to that. Thing you have to see, worry. I, I yeah. didn't have time to be paying attention to that. Mm -hmm. But that is another layer of, of, of yeah. a burden of, of responsibility that is really crucial mm -hmm. for us to survive as, as independent agents versus going out on our own and carrying that another mm -hmm. layer of responsibility that could mm -hmm. crush you. Mm -hmm. So your point. question again was more about somebody coming into the industry? If or? they were to come into the industry, what advice would you give them to do something differently? That Maybe maybe you started out and you wish you would have known this when you first started Yeah, out. technology. I mean, we were just talking about oh, that yeah. jokingly earlier. It's like when mm -hmm. I started, we were faxing paperwork. You yeah. know, and, and There was no, barely even email. I know, right. And yeah. so that that's, it's, it's so far removed from where we are today mm -hmm. to listen to how you guys said, hey, if you, if you put something out there, it's working for you seven days a week, 24 hours a day, you mm -hmm. know? And it's like, that's not just a cold call. That's not picking up the phone. That's what I started doing. So yeah, somebody coming into it now, it's, it, it would be, it'd be a different, it'd be a different thing. Different uh, investment, probably more yeah, on the, the content sure. side and prioritizing that instead of making those hundred cold calls a exactly. day. Exactly. You know, mm -hmm. and, and I think, you know, that's probably, you know, mm -hmm. Tony and I were talking about that. It's like hiring people now, that are maybe younger, savvier, that know how to do that stuff. That's natural to them to, you know, work from that place. Mm -hmm. And, you know, yeah, that's, I, I think they probably teach me more than I can teach them at yeah. this point. <laughs> Become a Netflix instead of a blockbuster. Right. There right. you go. Absolutely. Exactly. That's a great analogy. And, yeah. and what, what piece of advice would you give somebody coming into the game? Um, for me, as far as like choosing an agency, I would say to, to look at, you know, a lot of people come into this business because of the financial, ability, but it's not just the financial standpoint. It's, you know, who's got your back, who's going to be there, who's going to support you, how easy is it is to use their system? Um, you know, how much free time do they allow you to just do what you do best, which is, you know, the relationships with your customers and the relationships with your carriers and moving the freight versus worrying about so much about a claim or accounts receivable or payable, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's just a lot more than, than the money part. It's the overall lifestyle part, like how much free time are they going to allow you to be able to take a vacation, mm -hmm. take a day off or, you know, it's, it's, it's using the power of the network. Exactly. And, and I think that that, that's where the, the common theme Weighing of your every, options. you know, all of your points is, is mm -hmm. really the power of the network, technology and communications yeah. mm -hmm. and being able to, to do what you do best. All right. Well, where can folks uh, follow more of your work? I'll start with you. What's that now? Where oh. can folks follow more of your work? Your company website, uh, social media channels? I don't have any of it. None of it. <laughs> we got to work on that. that I know. That's just it. It's like, I'm listening to you guys going, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I got to get with the program. Well, at least tell people your business name, so then that way, or tell them again where, where they oh, can maybe I'm, Google I'm, and. I'm, uh, <laughs> look up my name, Rod Clark. Uh, you'll find me on Facebook. Don't Google. No, uh, to be continued. <laughs> well, we'll add that in at a later date. Yeah. We'll splice that in maybe later on after we get them hooked up. Edit, <laughs> edit. All right, what about you, Pamela? Where it's um, PLM Logistics and. Um, I have a Facebook page that's kind of tied to Armstrong. So, um, I don't really, I, I'm, I'm yeah. so like old school. I just, people just know me and I get, I get business leads from other people referrals, that have used yeah. me referrals. Yeah. And that's so, funny. yeah, it, it really is. But I definitely uh, need to look up and start doing a little <laughs> bit more myself. <laughs>
And what about you? Uh, a bound transport. Here again, relying on my, my two boys that, uh, in fact, just this last week, my son TJ, who just mentioned about how he did some tweaking on our website. Okay. And by golly, he's you've got a website. That's awesome. Wow. I didn't know it either. <laughs> Well, I appreciate all of your time today and Absolutely. your perspective. Um, glad to hear that sort of a more of a deeper dive into what makes what drives those agent decisions on, on who you go with and, and why or why not you make those decisions. So, so thank mm -hmm. you again for your time Thanks, today. Our thank you. All right. Thank you. <laughs>